1: This is WSBT's Community Update on 96.1 WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Newly inaugurated President Joe Biden has a lot on his plate, as does Congress. WSBT 22's DJ Mono reports local experts believe the president will try to get some big things accomplished early in his term. His two biggest concerns, the pandemic and the economy. In his first 100 days, he wants to have 100 million people vaccinated nationwide. Economically, Biden is pushing for a $1.9 trillion relief package to help stimulate the economy. IU South Bend political science professor Elizabeth Benion believes these two tasks are not only his most pressing topics, but ones that should receive some support from the newly Democratic Congress. Benion says Biden has made his intentions clear, so most people shouldn't be too surprised with his initial actions. Knowing how controversial the election was, Benyon says her biggest takeaway from President Biden's speech was his call to everyone to give him a chance.
2: It means that people will be divided. There will be a lot of debate and that's why it is important that he brought that message of being a president for all Americans and the need to focus on respectful disagreement and debate and deliberation rather than seeing each other as enemies.
1: IUSB political scientist Elizabeth Bennion says President Biden has also mentioned his desire to have legislation surrounding immigration and trans rights. Democratic majorities in the House and Senate, though narrow, could help his efforts. Coronavirus vaccines are rolling out across the U.S. and here at home. According to Indiana's vaccine dashboard, more than 300,000 people have received the shot so far. Nearly 10,000 of those are in St. Joseph County. 30% of the people vaccinated in the state are age 70 and over. But despite the rollout, some people are having a difficult time scheduling an appointment. The soonest appointment for a lot of locations is about a month out.
3: I tested out the vaccine website myself in between St. Joseph, Alcart, and LaPorte counties. Many slots are taken until mid-February. The Indiana Health Department's vaccine website is showing St. Joseph Health System has no availability at this time the indiana state department of health says vaccine supplies are limited statewide it says some clinics might fill up sooner than others depending on the amount of doses they've been given at that time this is frustrating to some as more people are able to schedule their vaccines dr dale patterson with beacon health systems says they've seen a big increase in registration as the state lowered the age to 70 years and up
4: so now that we've opened the appointment availability to more groups to try to get more people vaccinated Um, we're seeing that demand that we weren't seeing before, and we don't have the vaccines yet to give all of those people.
3: Vaccine scheduling is controlled by the state, but the St. Joseph County Health Department says it's getting more this week.
5: We just would like to get more. Um, For our goals, you know, to get a significant proportion of the community vaccinated, we need a lot more vaccine, whether it's through St. Joe Health System or Beacon or the pharmacies or the local
4: health department.
3: Dr. Patterson says there are millions of people needing to get vaccinated, so it may be summer before everyone's able to schedule their first vaccine.
4: It's going to take time for everybody to get vaccinated, and I think we need to be patient and we need to um, keep trying. Yes, definitely don't give up, and we want everybody to keep trying to get a vaccine.
3: With more vaccine approvals on the horizon, Dr. Patterson says they're prepared when those additional doses come.
4: Locally, we're prepared uh, to take a lot more vaccine, to give a lot more shots, Uh, And we will work with uh, whatever uh, the government and whatever the health department uh, wants us to do in order
1: to make that happen.
3: The age group 60 years and up is supposed to be the next group to sign up for the vaccine. The state hasn't announced when that will happen yet.
1: WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. More now on vaccines, the state of the virus, and kids resuming some in-person classes in St. Joseph County from Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox.
4: Lots to get to. Let's start, first of all, with you. You got your shot on Friday. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing fine. Um, My arm was a little sore. I've had a history of bad reactions to to vaccines in the past. So I did have an area that was pretty swollen and, and tender through the weekend, but even today, it's a lot better.
4: Yeah, but, but no other side effects? You no. didn't have the uh, fever or anything along those lines? Nothing like that. Okay, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the vaccine for the rest of the people. We saw the state change the age from 80 to 70 relatively quickly, and I think some people are thinking, and maybe rightfully so or wrongfully, that if they went from 80 to 70 in just a few days, maybe they'll go from 70 to 65 in just a few days and meet the federal requirements or the federal guidelines. Is that going to happen?
5: I suspect it will. The state has kind of indicated that their goal is to get the 60 and older population vaccinated over the next four weeks. So the, the shift to 70, we learned about it when you learned about it. So uh, that was kind of news to us. We're not sure what the timeline is or what the criteria are for when they'll throw the door open to the 60 and older. But that, should be the next step.
4: Is the state getting as many vaccine doses as was anticipated? And and is that filtering down to this level? Uh,
5: As far as we know, they're getting their 70,000 doses a week. But again, the communication of information all down the chain has been
4: challenging. Let's talk about what you can anticipate with the change, and I'm not looking to get political here, but there will be a change in approach come Thursday, I would imagine, with a new coronavirus task force, if you wanna call it that, in the White House with the new Biden presidency. Are you anticipating any kind of change, and what do you think the impact of that change might be?
5: One, I expect that the communication and information will be, Um, much more standardized all down the line so that people know what, we'll plan for whatever you tell us to plan for, but it would be helpful to know what it is exactly we're planning for. So I think communication will be better. Um, They've already indicated their goal is to get a million, a hundred million vaccines in the first hundred days. That's a really ambitious goal. so, if the supply is available, then I expect that they will have the operational logistics, you know, worked out, or be willing to pay for it to be worked out, so that we
4: can achieve that goal. Based upon what we have seen so far, however, let's say that they're making progress and we're getting people at least with their first shots. Will there be enough vaccine around to get the second shot, your booster shot, in essence, in that 21 days or the 28 days time frame, or does that throw that time frame out the window?
5: We have been told there will be, but again. Um,
4: You know, I don't know what's coming from the federal level down to the state. The pace of the shots that are happening in St. Joseph County, are you satisfied with with what's happening?
5: Well, I'm thrilled that we're getting more doses this week. Uh, Again, we'll ramp up as much as we can to to accommodate the supply that we're getting. We just would like to get more Um, for our goals. You know, to get a significant proportion of the community vaccinated, we need a lot more vaccine, whether it's through St. Joe Health System or Beacon or the pharmacies or the local health
4: department. uh, I'll ask you about the pharmacies in a second, but I know you mentioned this last weekend with Lee, uh, last Monday with Leanne, but I've seen video of, from all around the country, of drive-through vaccine clinics. Why can't we do those here?
5: There are a couple challenges. One, you have to monitor people for 15 to 30 minutes after the vaccine. So that gets a little harder in a drive-through setting. You know, if it were flu vaccine and you're just gonna go on your way, that's the ideal circumstance to do it. It could be done in a huge parking lot, certainly. Um, The other here is just the weather. I mean, it becomes a little less pleasant for workers outside, you know, in this environment. So that's why we've favored the indoor facilities to
4: this point. We're learning more about the variant that we've seen in South Africa, Brazil, also from Britain, of course. And we know some of those are starting to pop up in the United States. There's, there's a fear. In fact, uh, Scott Gottlieb, the former FDA director, said yesterday on CBS that he fears that within the next few weeks, we could actually see the variant take over what we've been dealing with. What does that mean for treatment? What does that mean for the vaccine?
5: As best we can tell, the vaccine is still effective against at least the B one one seven variant that's been identified in Indiana from the U.K. But we know that it's more contagious, somewhere between 30 and 70% more contagious so at each generation of infection more people will become infected it's not that the variant is more severe causes more severe d- disease or is more deadly but in each successive generation more people will be infected and that will lead to more cases more hospitalizations more deaths and it's more transmissible among school-age children, as best we can tell, also.
4: Uh, Let's talk about the schools. Uh, Many of the schools that went to hybrid for the middle and high school, South Bend, PHM, Mishawaka, they're going back this week, starting tomorrow. Are you happy with the return plans? I know Mishawaka's is a little different than the others because they're not doing the last names, A through L, M through Z, they're doing by grade level, which means theoretically more students in the classroom. You happy with that?
5: Yeah, I think you know we're in a very different place now than we were in mid-November when we first made the request for them to go uh, all virtual for high school and by extension, some of the middle schools. Um, our hospitalizations are the lowest they've been since October. Our case counts are down. So a lot of positive indicators for us. And for my money, the most important thing was this two-week kind of virtual quarantine that we've had since the post-holiday time frame. We wanted to protect against the risk of exposure from holiday gatherings or travel.
4: Yeah, I have to ask you this last question. Why were teachers taken off the list for essential workers to get the shot?
5: There was a committee at the State Department of Health that was advocating for a whole group of critical infrastructure workers. Teachers were clearly in that. I was part of that committee, and then at some level higher than my pay grade, they changed it to
4: just the age-based strategy. It's hard to say getting kids back in the classroom is, is a priority when you remove teachers from the list, What do yeah. you think?
5: Yeah, okay. I, we think that's really critical to fully reopen the schools.
1: Dr. Mark Fox on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. Martin Luther King Jr. Day in South Bend is normally full of marches and a large breakfast at the Century Center. This year, much of that went online. WSBT 22's Caitlin Conan followed the panels and talks through the day Monday.
2: Guiding the conversation today was a book that's more than 50 years old. Dr. King wrote, where do we go from here, chaos or community? And South Bend City leaders say we need to choose community. Mayor James Mueller braved the cold with these youngsters to talk and see their signs. Each one had a quote about racial injustice from Dr. King himself.
4: We really
5: have a lot of work to do as a country. And we have a lot of of healing
4: to do as a community. And so that is a a top priority because the the very essence of our democracy, of our country, depends on us coming together and getting this right.
2: But putting in the work isn't just about marches and signs. Sharon McBride with the Duke Home Center says it means building community with the people who need that support structure the most. And that includes people being released from jail and prison.
5: Being black in America, we have always
0: been Uh, disproportionately treated throughout our history.
2: Former offenders face barriers finding jobs, housing, and education, which can lead them back into a cycle of crime. We are uh, one of the same.
5: We are all in this together and in our community. They deserve a second chance, and they deserve an
0: opportunity to work.
2: Community leaders say it's not just black and white race relations that need repairing. Juan Constantino with La Casa de Amistad says calling immigrants illegals tears down communities by starting hateful rhetoric.
1: So for someone to call me an illegal, illegal would immediately criminalize the person I am
2: and take away um, you know, who I am as a human being. Constantino says that rhetoric leads to policies that hurt immigrants. He says undocumented individuals have no access to aid programs like FAFSA or Medicare. In the time where
1: maybe one or two head of households lost their job, you may want to lean towards and apply for food stamps. But if you're an undocumented immigrant, you can't access that federal program.
2: Constantino says we need to reach out to our lawmakers to advocate for undocumented immigrants in our community. He and other community leaders agree that when one part of our community is struggling, it brings the rest of the community down with it.
1: WSBT 22's Caitlin Connon reporting. Local doctors are urging patients to make sure their children get up to date on their vaccinations. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found last year Routine pediatric vaccines declined dramatically because of the pandemic.
6: Doctors and local health leaders say parents shouldn't worry about their child coming in contact with sick patients if they go to the doctor because there are safety measures in place and those immunizations are extremely important. Last year, childhood vaccinations around the country dropped significantly. Stay at home orders and fear of coming in contact with sick people kept parents and their kids home. That means kids and babies have fallen behind on important prevention for things like measles, mumps, rubella, diphtheria, and whooping cough. There is concern that the decrease in these routine immunizations across the country could lead to outbreaks of vaccine-preventable illnesses, leaving local children at risk. Babies, kindergartners, 11-year-olds, and 16-year-olds should receive scheduled immunizations during well-child visits, and doctors say it is safe to go into the doctor's office.
1: I think the most important thing to really emphasize is that um, we have to take care of our healthy kids, and we have to take care of our sick kids as well but we do a really good job of separating them into different wings of our clinic where um, our sick patients are cared for by a dedicated sick provider and our healthy patients are cared for in a dedicated healthy wing.
6: The flu vaccine is also an important vaccine to get every year. You can call your doctor's office or county health department to schedule those vaccines and get your kid back on track.
1: WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. The views expressed on WSBT's Community Update are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host, WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us again next week on Community Updates on The Sports Leader. 96.1 WSBT.